Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer, Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Hey, Trey. Hey, guys. Okay, Trey, how about if we ask you a tough one up front? Is that okay? So we Other just numbers? had No, we just had <clears throat> Kevin. We just had Kevin okay. McPherson on and he was talking about how mm-hmm. NIL could be a factor with the basketball players. And we, we don't know if that's Kevin usually is, at least has some semblance of, of uh, understanding of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything about the edge? What is it good? Is it working? Is it um, you know, okay, Hunter Yurchek was so confident that the NIL would be taken care of. Are we hearing yeah. anything about that? Well, I've, I've reached out to somebody who would know, really good source close to that. And as far as like any rumors that started uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, about the money not being right with these players right now, um, what I've been told is that's absolutely not true. Um, now, as far as money in the future, I have been told that maybe that's not exactly where it was last year. And that's a product, we talked about this maybe a couple of weeks ago, um, maybe that's a product of not only basketball suffering, but when football suffers, then everybody suffers. So uh, I think Arkansas Edge will get there. You know, I've looked at the website, they've got it set up, you know, local business, or not local business, businesses, athletes, you know, kind of set up to what I think is kind of the model of it is, you know, the Grove Collective, which is what Ole Miss has had and had going for, you know, a year or so. Um, but, you know, where you can go on there and you can donate any amount you want. You can set it to be reoccurring monthly or yearly and all that stuff. And, you know, they're starting to do events here and there. And, you know, like Missouri, I, I would assume eventually they're going to start having barcodes on the seats and or QR codes on the seats and stuff. But and, and it possibly could some of it be, you know, maybe a bit of a transitional phase, but also due to performance. Um, but what what I've been told is that, you know, any rumors about players not getting the money that they were told uh, is not true. And uh, but as far as future monies, maybe that's not quite at the same level that it's been the last couple of years. OK, thanks. Thank you. Good answer. Uh, we were also told that uh, Khalif Battle has been suspended indefinitely. This was after apparently it happened around halftime of the LSU game. Battle didn't play at all in the second half. Uh, Kevin was saying po- he could be possibly reinstated by tomorrow. Doesn't sound like that to me. But is this team starting to implode? Starting? Trey? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I say starting because I haven't heard anything. I on mean, Kevin you Battle you go being, you go I with heard anything on him being suspended indefinitely. Musselman certainly didn't talk about that today. No, he did not. But he wouldn't ask about it either. He wasn't asked about it, but I. I had also heard from uh, from Connor that nobody had been like all the stuff about blow up in practice and stuff wasn't uh, wasn't accurate. Nobody had been suspended at the time um, from a source close to the program too. So, um, but as far as this team and pl- I mean, I, I can't imagine guys are happy right now. I can't imagine that L. Ellis is uh, man. If I had it to do all over again, I'd come to Arkansas. 
I can't imagine that he would feel that way right now. I can't imagine that uh, Caleb Battle would feel that way after uh, the way he started the year. I mean, he was like going for 21 in a couple of games, like maybe two of the first three games or so. I mean, his scoring average in SEC play has been abysmal. And then bench due to coach's choice. And not the first time we've heard coach's choice. We've heard it with Keon Minifield. We've heard it with Devo Davis. We've heard it with Battle. We've heard it with a lot of people that they have been, you know, uh, bench due to coach's choice. And you, you would hear stuff like at their position, like, man, we got to figure something out at point guard. We don't have any answers at point guard. Yet, why didn't, why didn't Keon Minifield play a couple weeks ago? <laughs> coach's choice. Well, he's a point guard. And so, you know, I can't imagine. I mean, Musselman has tried to push every button that he can with this team, and it just hasn't worked. Maybe it's worked uh, here and there a little bit. They certainly got it for Kentucky. They seem to get up at times for really big names, Kentucky, Duke, Purdue. Uh, but then they, you know, and they, and they obviously, you know, took care of business against Missouri. But to me, that LSU te- game was kind of a litmus test to see, like, Okay, here's a you know more middle of the pack SEC team. It's a road game, so it's going to be tough. It's on the road. How will they respond? And they responded really poorly. And so uh, I'm not so sure that Debo Davis is going. You know, being back with the team is just going to change everybody's mood and, and say you know okay, it's time to turn it around. Although it is, I think it's one minus one sixty five on your double R prop bet on Bet Saracen. But I don't I don't hate Debo at what is it two and a half points in fourteen and a half minutes played? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, it is minus 165, but I still kind of like that one. Uh, but, yeah, I don't – I don't. and, it, you know, Musselman was clear today. Like, we're asking him, is Debo going to play? Is, uh, you know, how much is he going to play? How much are you going to rely on him? And he gave the answer that you probably would expect. He doesn't know. and But I can guarantee you he'll probably figure it out within about three minutes of Debo playing if he's going to play, how much he's going to play in the game because – that's kind of how it's been for everybody all year. Everybody seems to, you know, get a chance, and he makes a decision on them, minute and a half, three minutes, if they're going to be the guy, whether they, you know, if it's battle, he's jacked up too many threes real quick, or, um, you know, somebody's not giving maximum effort. You can almost guarantee, you know, if Joseph Pinion enters the game, then things aren't going very well. They're probably down double digits or something. Uh, so it's just been like – you know, I mean, you guys have watched every game. You know what's going on with this team. It's just there doesn't seem to be any any rhythm, any continuity, and it's it's different week to week. I and mean, you know, we thought maybe they had found something against Missouri, possibly. Although you're guarded because Missouri is one of the two worst teams in the in the conference. Uh, but maybe they figured something out. Maybe getting a little bit of winning could could maybe make them competitive again and make you know change their spirit, change their mojo. And as we saw, it, it just didn't. Now, this will be the first game. It's a 5 o'clock game. It's not a bad time slot at all for a Saturday. Uh, it's, you know, as far as attending the game, you know, it's not like just prime time, but it's as far as getting to the game, 5 o'clock's not terrible. And um, it's the first home game in two weeks, so maybe it'll be a really good crowd. Maybe that'll inspire them a little bit. Georgia is not like they've, uh, you know, what have they won, like just a couple of games since Arkansas last a month ago, something like that. Um, you know, they haven't, they haven't just been setting the world and building. Um, so who knows? You know, I, th- I think at this point what you can just hope for is just like to hope, hope to see some competitive basketball and not get to a point where it's 13 minutes left in the first half and they're down 12. Well, I know some people don't like to bring up the negative, but uh, you were, I, when I used that phrase imploding uh, the other night, 
it, Makai Mitchell had to be restrained by yeah. uh, Mark and others to keep him from what appeared to be going after Musselman. I mean, that's that's not what you want to see. I don't I don't no, care if isn't. things are not going good. Makai could have left though after last year. You know, it, to me, it's not so much a Musselman issue as just this team chemistry is just has just been terrible. Because Makai could have left last year, but he didn't. I don't think you would, you know in this day and age you can leave if you don't like if you don't like your coach, you can leave. So Musselman's hard on the players. I mean, and you know he I can remember with Mason Jones it was like, hey, let's have a conversation. You want to you want to be a lot better player, then let's get rid of all this feelings hurt, you know all this kind of stuff, and I'm going to coach you and coach you hard. Is that what you want? And that's what Mason Jones wanted, and Musselman. Didn't didn't hold back any punches with him. Just let him have it, and was stern and upfront, and um, you know didn't beat around the bush. And so, I don't know. Maybe sometimes probably that rubs people the wrong way. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't change my opinion that Musselman is the best basketball coach that Arkansas has had in a quarter century. Um, but what I know is this team just just never never really gelled, never came together, and I don't think that there's something magical that's going to happen over these last nine SEC games that's going to change that. Yeah, I agree. Jordan, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yo, Jordan. Jordan wants. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hear me? Go right ahead. There you go. Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I have a much more fun and lighthearted question for Trey. I'm not going to deal with the toxic situation going on with the basketball program right now. Um, Trey, first, before I ask my question, I want to say I'm a huge fan. We'll read your content every day. You are the GOAT. Love your, love your stuff, man. Um, Thank you. So this summer is the first time since 2013 that EA Sports is going to release um, a college football video game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's starting to come out through the USA poll, uh, some other places that EA Sports is now working with all the colleges in the nation to get different things from them, whether it be uh, pictures, videos, stadium renderings. Yeah. Um, Mississippi State has sent in all of their uniform renderings since like 1990, I believe. Have you, because I know you have amazing sources with the U of A, Uh have you heard anything, whether the U of A, whether it be the media department, uh, SID, whoever it might be? I got got all this right for you right here. Yeah. So I I submitted a Freedom Information Act um, request for uh, any of that, for all that information, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, any files that the University of Arkansas sent to EA Sports regarding the release of its newest college football game, including uniforms, audio files, photos, and videos. And um, the response that I got back was uh, files that the University of Arkansas has sent to EA Sports regarding the release of its newest college football game. The records and proprietary materials identified as responsive to your request are being withheld as exempt from disclosure per ART code and 251905B9A something <laughs> from the disclosure of public records, which, if disclosed, would give an advantage to competitor bidders. So, uh, and there's and there's a lot more legal jargon in there. So I, I I was denied the request. I've seen other schools. I saw Mississippi State had their uniforms, um, you know, all the songs, all the audio that they wanted. So I guess they don't have some, the similar 
whatever, or they they were just willing to give it over. Maybe Arkansas hasn't gotten to that point yet where they finalize things with EA Sports. Maybe that's maybe that's what the situation is right now. But um, did submit a request to get that information through Freedom of Information Act, and um, did not was not able to get it. Okay, Trey. Again, a happy topic for a moment. I wish uh, I could have given him more information, though. After that, all the compliments. Yeah, goat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, goat. Uh, this from the Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Um, this from Savage says, "Ask Trey, who does he think the backup quarterback will be this year if the transfer Bobby brought in is the starter?" That from Savage. It's a great question. Because I do think that there's a chance that Malachi Singleton could emerge as that, uh, but I also think that Jacoby Criswell could emerge as a starter. But I also know that, you know, there's a chance that if Taylor Green is named the starter, that you know, there's a possibility that Jacoby could look elsewhere because all kinds of things happen at quarterback. Quarterback is the position that was transferring before any other position was transferring regularly. I mean, we'd see, we saw that all throughout. You know, as long as I've been covering the team, whoever. The backup quarterback was if they didn't win the starting job, eventually they transferred unless they moved to wide receiver. Robert Johnson, um, you know, there's a couple others uh, that come to mind that moved to wide receiver. But I can go back like as far as my memory of the full roster back to like uh, Robert Reed with Barry Lunny, and we can go just about we could go down the list. I mean, I could write it down. I guarantee you I could do every single quarterback having transferred, with the exception of. Robert Johnson, Duwap Mitchell, he moved to wide receiver. He eventually transferred, though, uh, to Rutgers. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's especially when you're leapt over by a player that's younger than you, yeah, almost almost always see a transfer. So it's, it's definitely possible with Singleton uh, that he could – some people think that Singleton has a chance to even push for the starting job. We'll see. I, I, I'm more hesitant at that. I think we got probably about a hmm, – 85% chance it's going to be either Chris Well or Taylor Green. And um, I kind of lean towards Taylor Green just because he's the guy that, that Bobby Petrino brought in. But I think it'll be a fun battle to watch. I think it'll be, you know, that along with all the new faces, Bobby Petrino's new offense, I think that'll be the talk of spring football. I think it has a chance to be a really fun spring, you know, in spite of coming off 4-8, and eight, in spite of everybody, you know, being down on Arkansas football, and that's definitely warranted. Uh, I do think that it can be a really entertaining spring for him. I mean, you guys, I mean, you think about too last year. Like, I'm going off on something, but you know, if you, if you can have the defense that you had last year, uh, the first three quarters of the season before they just kind of let go of the rope because the offense just wasn't giving them anything, and just keep battling and battling and battling, just keep getting tossed out there. Eventually, you know, it's it's natural to do that. But if you can get the defense that you had the first three quarters of the season and you can get similar production from the offense, like in 2022, and marry those two together, then you could possibly have something. We kind of forget, you know, as, as bad as the record was last year and as bad as it got towards the end of the year with just getting smoked by Auburn and by Missouri, you know, this team also, they lost to BYU by six. That should have never have happened. They should beat BYU at home. BYU was okay. They weren't they weren't a team that should have come to Arkansas and and beaten them uh, with the team they had last year. But you know they lost by six there. They lost by three uh, to LSU. They you know Texas A&M handled them pretty good. Probably handled them a little better than the score might have even shown. But I think it was just two touchdowns. Uh, you know lost by what seven to Ole Miss. 
three or four to Alabama. And these are road games. And for whatever reason, they played better on the road. But it's not like they were just getting, you know, smacked around uh, and embarrassed through the first good part of the season. They were still they were still competitive with all the problems that they had on the offensive line, with the problems they had blocking at tight end and at running back, the problems that they had with the offense under Dan Enos. It was it just seemed to be too complicated, didn't fit what the players did well. Um, you know, all those issues they had, locker room cancers and all those rumors and stuff like that, you know, they were still pretty competitive in losses. Um, you know, and Danny and I were talking about this too. Like if you can get the defense, you know, middle of the pack, uh, which is where they were most of last year before things started tailing off at the end. But if you can get defense middle of the pack and you get the offense back to where they're putting up 450 yards a game and, you know, over 30 points, you know, then maybe, you, maybe you'll have something. But we're going to find out really, really early, really early, because you've got the trip to Stillwater, you've got the trip to Auburn, and, you know, Tennessee's also mixed in there, Texas A&M's in there you know, very early in the season, and you only have two games in Fayetteville. October 5th is your second game in Fayetteville. That's against Tennessee, and that's right before the bye week. And then there's three tough games after that. I was looking. I know we keep talking about Missouri's schedule. We've done that before, but just look at Missouri's schedule. Look at how how much better Missouri's football schedule is compared to Arkansas. It seems like they play – 15 games in in in, in, in Columbia. <laughs> I mean, you know it's what's, just... You know what's bad about that, Trey? Yeah. Arkansas came into the league in 1992. And in my opinion, and I, I'm not saying it's unfair, they have never received breaks like Missouri has. No. Never. And Missouri's bet was a recent addition and actually was almost an afterthought. You had to have somebody come in with Texas A&M, and it happened to be them. And it seems now, like they get all these breaks. Why is that? I don't know. Now, Missouri probably win 10 games with this schedule. Yeah, they should. And I'm not saying Arkansas would win 10 games with the schedule. I'm not saying they win eight or nine. They could. Yeah. But it's, guys, it's Murray State in Columbia, Buffalo in Columbia, Boston College in Columbia, Vanderbilt in Columbia. That's the first four four weeks. They've got a chance to be a top 10 team just based on that schedule because other other teams are going to play tougher games and, 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 and lose. Their next one, they play College Station. They play Texas A&M College Station, and then they play UMass. Now they got to oh go to gosh. UMass. They got to go to UMass. Oh but that's well, their... that's a boy. What a tough road trip that is. I know <laughs> exactly. Wow. That's their first six Goodness. games. That's that five and one at, at the worst, worst. At worst, five and one. That's right. And then they get Auburn in Columbia again. Probably they got to go to Tuscaloosa. They get old, they have to play OU, but they get them in Columbia. They play South Carolina in Columbia. It's the other. It's the other Columbia. It's South Carolina. But then they play Starkville, uh, Mississippi State, and Starkville, and then it's Arkansas and Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. It is. Uh, that is. That's if you're a, a Missouri eight. fan, you're looking at that schedule. You're just thinking, wow. I mean, guaranteed how much eight. better could this get? Guaranteed eight, probably nine, likely ten. Yeah. Tough to win more than that. Yeah. Whereas Arkansas, we're going to find out. We may find oh, out if Sam Pittman week. is going to be the coach here. Yeah. Second <laughs> week of the, the first year. First week. Yeah. All right, Trey, this kind of on the same line as Savage was talking about the backup quarterback and who might win the job. This from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. This from the 501. Chris Swell will easily win the quarterback job for the Hogs next year. Who cares about the pitiful football team anymore? I think a lot of people care because they hope it's not pitiful. How's that? Yeah. 
Yeah. You cared enough to send in a send in a uh, what do we call on that, Randy? Live fan feedback. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, this was the buzz text line, but either way. Oh, cared enough to send in the buzz text line. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, a Marvin. Lot of Marvin is seventy-five uh, percent of the uh, school's athletic department revenue. Speaking of the um, live in feedback trade, this is Marvin. Just stop blaming NIL for the bad season for Hogs basketball. The team is not good because of talent. Can't shoot. Can't defend. Turnovers. Just a bad team. I guess that was something before I got on. I don't think we brought up NIL. <laughs> Well, no, I did. Aside from me saying yeah. that it's not a problem, yeah, yeah. it's not a problem. You say like, it's not. That's right. I, I mean, I've, I'm. It's not a problem with players getting paid what they what they were told they were getting they're going to get paid. And that rumor started with somebody on uh, Sportsline, uh, one of the gambling guys, um, put out that you know, and this was before Kentucky. He said, uh, "Hammer Kentucky." And, um, you know, Arkansas is in disarray because one of the reasons is NIL. That's where I first saw that rumor originate. I checked on it and was just kind of laughed at. I felt kind of stupid asking about it. Actually. <laughs> All right, Trey, enjoy your weekend and the Super Bowl. Yep. We'll talk with you on Monday. Bye, guys. Trey Beatty of hogsports.com.